What is up, everybody? Welcome into the PHNX Rising postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And also uh, make sure to leave a five-star review. My name is Ramon Chavez and coming in from Hartford, Connecticut, it's Mr. Owen himself. How you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm quite glad because I was worried that I was going to be doing this in the rain. Uh, thankfully, the weather did hold off <laughs> for the entirety of the game and still is now. And I'm sure I'm jinxing myself. And before we finished here, it's going to start absolutely bucketing it down. But not the way it's been looking. So I'm hopeful that it'll stay dry at least. No, yeah, that's what I was worried about because I saw kind of a little bit of the pregame show and then I was like, I see some clouds there. Hopefully it doesn't start uh, pouring uh, on Owen over there because there's certainly not a not a roof near the near the pitch. So, yeah, it was heavy. It was very heavy earlier before like this afternoon. It was very bad here. There was with lightning as well. But um, Oof. yeah, it's. Well, the, the yeah, heavens it's, knew it's that. Rob, uh, it's it's robbed me. It's robbed me of the ability <laughs> to say that they weathered two storms because it wasn't stormy tonight. There you go. There you go. Well, I think the the heavens won rising side today because they opened up and they allowed the two one victory today. Um, if you guys missed the game today, Rising was able to get uh, come from behind victory uh, over Hartford at Hartford. So definitely an, a great game if you uh, tuned in. Um, rising basically took care of business in less than five minutes, I would say, after going down one uh, zero. And and yeah, let's just jump right into it, Owen. Um, actually, before we do that, I do want to shout out everybody on the chat, uh, especially Tyler who liked to get on at 5 p.m. when the game's still going on but I always love seeing you there uh Devin checking in from Dublin thank you so much for for uh checking this out uh Devin always appreciate that Nolan Alex everybody in the chat Pat everybody over here Emilio thank you so much for tuning in all right Owen uh the game didn't get off to a great start the first 25 minutes yeah. were pretty rough for rising um you know i, I put it on twitter it's the the prince sadie revenge game so <laughs> <laughs> and it, it looked pretty much to be that until um after the 25th minute so walk us through those first 25 minutes what happened what were you seeing uh there uh near near uh near the game it wasn't great at all was it i think there was just a lot of and i asked and it went throughout the entire game right rick was quite clear on that there were still things to work on uh they weren't really as good in the final third as they should have been at all um that's definitely what we're seeing at that point but also the fact that just there were i think a little hiccups there were things that early doors especially when you got guys like kev lambert james moosey you know they're both coming out from injury you got yeah. two cents about to come out from injury you have joey calistri who you know we we say he's the utility man and he is but that's the thing. He just does a serviceable job in some of these positions, but mm-hmm. it, mm, I don't know. It. I mean, Kev afterwards put some of it down to just communication, little issues like that. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best all throughout, was it? There were times when it was just perhaps a little bit meh. Yeah, I know. And uh, Pat with the great comment here, fortunate not to be down to ten early. Um, Pro ref, but I'm uh, being a net out for once. But uh, yeah, it, it looked, uh, and what he was referring to is Prince Sadie was basically just getting balls over the top, beating uh, rising defenders. There was one uh, situation where I think it was a Luis has free kick where nobody went after the ball, and Prince Sadie with the speed just took off, took the ball, and almost scored uh, if it wasn't for Kalistri. It looked like a pretty clear foul to me, but the ref said, you know, just to continue playing. But if, if you know, if it went the other way, you know, probably rising down a man, down 1-0, it just wouldn't be good if they started the game that way. How did you see that play on the field? Well, you have to bear in mind, okay, I'm looking at it and I, I don't have the benefit of all of the replays and all of that. Yeah. 
I have question marks of whether it was inside the area again, just from what I've seen. Yeah. You guys have probably seen it better way. It's it's close. Um I do think that even if it was given, I don't think they go down to ten. Um if it's a penalty given. Uh mm-hmm. I think that the referee says that there's a play on the ball there still, um, and goes with the yellow instead. Mm-hmm. Which for anyone who isn't aware against the laws of the game with that, if the denial of an obvious goal scoring opportunity occurs inside the penalty area and it's a genuine attempt to play the ball, then only a yellow card is given because the penalty is effectively making up for the goal scoring opportunity that was lost. Yeah. Um I, I don't know. Um the the word from Rick was if it was given then, you know, that that's those kind of things weren't being given all game. There were a lot mm-hmm. of very hard challenges going in. It um, was physical, yeah. For sure. It was a physical game, very physical game. And and Arturo, uh, there was no word when we got out after that match then as to how long Arturo could be out after this one. Yeah. Uh, that's going to have to go down to the medical staff and then evaluate a bit longer. Uh, but look, overall, it. I, I mean, uh, you know what? We're, we're talking about the first 25 minutes, we're rising, falling behind ultimately. Uh, and I asked Rick if you know, thought what had happened with previous games, if that was mm-hmm. something that was on his mind and was he, was he worried almost that, you know, it was another here we go again. And he said, yeah, a, a little bit, you know, because they, they have been leaking goals in previous games at the same time you've got, you know, he put it down to, look, it's a confidence thing sometimes. And just, mm-hmm. you know, when you've struggled for a few games and then you you get then the opportunity, you know, you go behind again, it can it can really hit you and, Ultimately, no, they did. They they battled it out. They they played a much grittier, you know, remainder of the game, and and ultimately got the goals that they got. Because I mean, Kev was just good in the air, and Greg was just being Greg. Let's be honest. Um, that's that's what Greg is doing at this point in time. Uh, yeah, for stuff sure. Like that. But you know what? Since we're since we're talking actually about Rick and what Rick has said, you know, I think we should probably toss it over because they do have the video in there from Rick's first thoughts after the game. So let's go ahead and check that out. Yeah, let's do it. I'm uh, really happy for our fans that we got three points. And Kev, uh, going to Jamaica, the national team, I'm so proud of him. And I don't think anybody realizes how um, for him to get back from, from his injury and what he had to do to play tonight was... Uh, very, very difficult. He told me before the game he thought he could do 45. I begged him for 60, and, and then I prayed for a little bit more. <laughs> uh, and Santi was the same way. The, um, the, 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 we got a lot of work still to do. Our performance wasn't very good, but um, they gutted it out. They did what they had to do. We still made way too many mistakes, and we got lucky a little bit. But right now I think that uh, we need a little luck on our side, and continue to get healthy and uh, continue to get more organized. I think the front line in our in our pressing and, and our organization was not connected very well, um, but the adjustment at halftime was okay. Um, it was nice to see Kev get on the score sheet as well, uh, and then Greg Hurst do what, what Greg does all the time. Was that Kalistri screaming in the back? <laughs> there were lots of them screaming in the back throughout the whole thing, so I mean... That's that's for you to work out, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> there was lot, look, the boys are happy about this when they're happy about the result because at the end of the day, when you've been struggling in the way that they have been, it's big to get a win. You know, it, it, again, it's the confidence thing. It's about the fact that they come here, won a game that perhaps in some ways they shouldn't have. Um, I know the XG figure was being thrown around in the press box earlier, and 
And Hartford actually had a higher XG than Rising. Yeah. Expected goals, for those of you who don't know, which is a statistic kind of calculated based on um, how many goals ultimately your chances should result in. Um, if you, know, you presume what the chance of each goal is. Um, so, I, I don't know. It wasn't. It was far from Rising's best uh performance overall let's be totally honest but hey it a win's a win a win's a win yeah for sure very very key three points that actually catapults rising to the third spot in the west i know there's some teams like Col- uh, colorado that haven't played that so but we'll take that w you know and, and uh, that climb up the rankings um owen let's take a quick look at the numbers here for today's games uh if you look at them you know two one of course rising get that w possession about you know a, a little bit even i know towards the end of the game hartford just took control of the uh, of more possession. And then when you look at the shots, 24 shots for Rising, 19 for Hartford, and then shots on target, eight for Rising, and only five for Hartford. So it's, you know, it's a, you know, you talk about XG and the chances created. Uh, they were only able to make, uh, you know, put five shots on target. So, you know, if you look at the numbers, you know, you you would think it'd, it'd be like a, you know, a, a very tilted game towards Hartford, especially with the XGs and then the shots and the chances created. But it's it's something that rising and I see it right here on the uh, on the comments. Gritty win, you know. And I think that's what we should leave it at because they actually came back and they they fought hard. And I think sometimes, and uh, I think you know the ESPN commentators were saying sometimes that's the way that you have to play rising. You kind of rock them off their chair a little bit, you know, rock their confidence. But they come out and they're actually fighting back. And so, and I wanted to ask you this. You know, how did you feel about that midfield and that return of Kev Lambert? Of course, he had the the goal here, but did you did you think that he brought that toughness that was needed in the middle that we haven't seen towards these parts of the season while he's in the in the back? Look, I don't think he's necessarily had a bad game. I think that just kind of it, it wasn't necessarily everyone at a hundred percent, right? They, you know, it, again for a guy like Kev, it's his first game back from injury. You know, it's. It's rough. That's that's tough to deal with. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, again, there's multiple of them who are just like that, who are have got to ultimately produce something out there. And it, I don't know. I don't think his game was bad. I, I don't think it was his best at all. But um, and I mean, no, and, and, Pat's commenting. It's a Pat's comment in there. Yes, this midfield does miss Aiden Quinn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they're hoping to have him back in for next week. But um, yeah, no, I think Lambert. Aiden. Like uh, how Rick was saying in that clip, you know, he was hoping he he was hoping for 45 or uh, praying for 60 or praying for a little bit more than that. So I then I think he got that. You know, I think he did well for his return. And you know, I just want to shout shout out to Kevin Lambert for getting called up to the Jamaican national team. That's a big honor in itself. I know there's been some contentious relationships between him and the and the Jamaican national team. So you know, happy that he got the call up and uh, and happy to see him perform at the uh, international stage. So uh, a couple of I, comments. I actually, you know, what? I actually. I asked him about that. I asked him about uh, what it was like, well, you know, about personally for him to get the call up again. And he said it means everything, everything to be called up again and wear That's those awesome. colors. So, yeah, it's, you know, what else means a lot to him? His first goal back or? It was that goal, goal back in that goal. In the, <laughs> it was that goal that he got coming off of injury. And I did get to speak to him about that. And we have got video of that as well. So let's go ahead and see that. I mean, it's a, it's a great feeling, honestly. I mean, I've worked hard. I've done treatment and everything for quite quite a time, so probably like over three weeks. And to be back in the first game after injury and wear my way to this point, score a goal, feels really good, you know. 
That's awesome. You you can't do you can't help but feel happy for him, you know, especially going through that injury. And you know, I was worried for a second there when he was out in England. I'm like, what's going on? And he comes back and he scores. So yeah, so shout out to him and happy to that he's getting rewarded for it. Yeah, yeah. It's again, you know, it's guys like Kev who've just been mainstays of this squad for for years. Uh, I mean, Kev goes back to 2017, I think. Mm-hmm. It is 17, isn't it? So he's been around here for a long, long time, and he—he, he, <laughs> there's a reason that he's a fan favorite. And hopefully, when he goes off to play for Jamaica, he comes goes off healthy, comes back healthy. Because uh, hey, these interruptions unfortunately do sometimes cause problems. Yeah. Uh, but but still, it's a great opportunity for him again to try and work his way back into the fold there. Because, of course, you've had other guys like, you know, Peter Lee Vassell came off the bench today. PLV's barely been playing anywhere for years. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when he left Phoenix Rising, he, he just kind of dropped off the radar. He came, obviously, here obviously to Phoenix on loan uh, from LAFC in 2019. And as soon as I am, they dropped him. He was gone for a year from everything. Eventually got picked up by Indy and then played here as well, but not really been big. And he's been getting the opportunities Kev hasn't. It's just felt yeah. a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it felt like some extracurricular activities were happening there where it wasn't necessarily what's what was on the field. So, but again, he's on, he's back on the on the sheet for for the Jamaican national team, and so I'm I'm assuming he'll be playing some Nations League uh, game. So hopefully we're able to see him there. Um, Owen, let's take a quick break and talk about our friends at OGs. If you guys haven't yet, make sure to stop by your local dispensary and grab some amazing scratch made THC gummies from our friends at OGs. They have different flavors like blackberries and cream, and also watermelon and pineapple which is my personal favorite so uh, og's brands is perfect if you're in the mood for an uplifting sativa or a chill indica and if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that og's brands has to offer go to ogsbrands.com that's o-g-e-e-z brands.com to find an og's near you uh yeah shout out to our friends at og's um i do want to ask you here because uh there's a, cu- a couple of comments here about babu uh jai back in the lineup i you know i felt I got a couple of uh, replies on Twitter asking about how I felt about his performance. I felt like offensively he was solid. He was going up the line, ca- causing a little bit of havoc up there. But I think because he was caught out of position um, in, in his own defensively, that's what led to the first goal for Hartford. So kind of like a give and take, you know, with, with Babu, how did you feel about his performance? I mean, it's the give and take is just his play and it's the way that he features for this team. And partly that's by design. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he is going to go and be very aggressive. That's who he is. That's what Rising signed him to be. Um, I think that overall, when you're thinking about it like that, you've got to... I mean, even in the, in the first half, there were times where I, I think the positioning of that front three was a little bit weird. You'd have Santi would drift right the way over. Mm-hmm. I remember that on a couple of occasions. There, Santi drifted right the way over. And so you effectively had Marcus and Santi on one side when the ball would be there. And then you have Greg Hurst in the middle. But there's no one on the other side at all. So in that kind of case, you've got to have... He's got to push up a bit more. He's got to be someone to kind of be back there. Because, yeah. you know, if you put a cross across and it goes over the top, you've got nobody anywhere near it mm-hmm. if he stays back. Um, it, I don't know. It's It's an interesting one because it's just... Again, it's that trade-off, and it's everyone. Everyone points to that and says, "Well, he's out of position. He's out of that." We can point at any fallback this club has had. Yeah, we can point to any fallback that this club has had. And I mean, even to pass point here, he's the most dangerous person on either wing tonight. I don't disagree with that necessarily at all. I think that um, 
You know, I don't I, think it was Marcus's best game at all. I don't think it was Santi's best game at all. Yeah. Uh, I think that the bar there was low. And unfortunately, that's something then we can talk about when it gets caught at position. But if he's having to, to make up in the attack for what were shortcomings elsewhere, then he's been kind of put in that position, you know? it's Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. And, and you know, it's like you're saying, that's how the tactic is. That's how the formation is. He has to push up and uh, make sure to get into those spaces, especially when there's nobody there. So uh, speaking of Marcus Epps, uh, I got really upset with him at the beginning of the game because there were a couple of clear chances where I, I either either he felt like he had to take an extra touch, but I felt like it was, you know, he's in the box, he receives a pass or a cross, and I feel like those kind of passes those are one-time finishes you just try to aim for the goal and see where it goes but there are multiple times where Epps just kind of took the touch defense was able to you know to get back and and ultimately nothing came of it so did you feel the same way with when it comes to Marcus Epps like it's it's just a little bit more frustrating it's like more of the same uh, from from Marcus Epps you know what I'm gonna say I actually wonder a little bit how much we and the fans are the bad guy in this instance, because when he's doing that, just bear this in mind, that's confidence, okay? It's everything that we say about Greg and why Greg takes that chance on that he scored today, which is that he's confident because, you know, he's been scoring goals and proving that he is the best striker on this team. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's just the inverse of that. And so you're seeing that kind of indecisiveness that I think is almost coming out of just... A little bit of worry. He knows that the performances haven't quite been there. Um, and yeah. He's been getting it quite vocally about that. You know, people aren't really happy with what they've seen from him. I, I mean, I, I still think it's too early to make comparisons like the uh, slightly harsh, maybe, you know, Billy Forbes Mark II. I think that's a bit harsh. That's <laughs> no, a, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that uh, far at all. But it, Exactly. It, it, and, you know, I know we've talked about this numerous times, and, and I'll just end it on this note, is that we know he can do a lot better, and he has the ability to do so. And, and I think that's where the frustration comes from, not from the inability to do so. So, um, Yeah, I remember just to, to that point, I think it was one chance in particular, really, that he just left begging. And it was when uh, Babuka took the shot from out wide. Yeah, the, the rebound. spills it. It comes mm-hmm. back to him, doesn't it? And he just, he, he does take that extra touch. Why? Why? And it's got to be confidence. It's got to be confidence because, yeah. again, a confident guy—you just sw- swing that leg and it's back of the net, and you've screwed. exactly. You and so, that. you know, and then the, to contrast that, talk about Greg Hurst. This, there's a scramble on the top of the box. As a striker, you know, whatever chance you have, you have to at least attempt it to put it in the goal. And you know, and so as soon as it came to him, I, I know it was Santi. Uh, King were, were fighting for that ball, and out of that scramble, it just landed on Greg. He said, one, two, flick, and boom, back of the net. I think the, the Hartford keeper could have done a lot better, but he didn't expect the speed of the strike and also that it was coming from that angle. And so that's that's the exactly what we're talking about, the confidence and the the ability to – you kind of have to be a little bit crazy to say, you know what, let me just try it. And then, you know, most, some of the time it'll, it's going to work, and I think that's a sign of a, a striker that's in form. But it's just a great goal. It's just a great goal all around. And yeah. again, all it does is just continue to underscore what we've been saying effectively since the start of the um the start of all of this, which is that he is the the best striker on this team. Um he should be starting these games because he's very capable of doing so and doing well at it. So I don't know, I'm just excited. I think that he's really handled the step up from the championship at uh, uh, league one sorry well yeah uh, the step up to the championship and i i just 
really am happy with him in that sense. Yeah, no, of course. Um, Albert, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you soon. Uh, Pat, send some love for Lunt, too. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think Rising don't come out of Hartford with three points if it wasn't for Ben Lunt. He had some crazy saves uh, in in the second half, especially. And, you know, maybe some, some of the back line for Rising getting out of position and him having to cover for them and, uh, there was one in particular, I think it was off a free kick where it was just a quick header and he just reacted right away to it to, to get rid of it. So, yeah, Ben Lunt with uh, my stats only say three saves, but I'm sure he had a, a few more. Um, but, yeah, what, what did you think of Ben Lunt's performance? I think there were still a couple of those saves in there. He just shows why he was a goalkeeper of the year in the past. Mm-hmm. And like, he is he's just something else, isn't he, at times? Like, he really, really is. Um and I, I know people are saying, oh, it's, you know, it's pretty hard. Uh, you know, it's pretty hard when he's just left on an island out there at times. It feels like when he's having to make all of these saves to keep the team in games. But look, is there anyone you'd rather have out there doing that? No. Because we know that he can do it every single time. And I think it's a Pat's point here. He's rising even above the playoff line about Lunt's play this year. Probably not, actually, to be fair, just because he is that much better just than... Uh, most keepers in this league, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and his saves actually, you know, can like uh, the the one example I can think of right away is the San Antonio game where he made save after save after save, and he kept rising in the game even though San Antonio kept knocking at the door. And long term, it's probably not sustainable, but the fact that he continues to do it just adds to the amount of you know, uh, you know thankfulness i guess the team has to have for for him being in in goal because without him yeah like like pat saying they're probably not not in the playoff picture at this time so mm-hmm. um uh, i w- i don't know if you mentioned that earlier but arturo rodriguez he went out injured I, it was it a toe or foot injury i, I couldn't quite tell during the broadcast but any updates on him uh again no it's just waiting on waiting on updates there uh, rick didn't know how long he'll be out for but the implication mm-hmm. is, is that he will be out for a little bit of time, but we don't know how long for. I mean, uh, that one worried me a bit when we saw it. Actually, something we didn't, we haven't talked about. Sorry, it's only just occurred to me that I've not brought this up. <laughs> how did? What did you think about Sievert when he came on? Because to me, it looked more like he wasn't really playing as a centre back, was he? Yeah, that's what I was assuming when um, Lambert came on and then Rapetto came on. I think they they both came in together, uh, and I didn't see the back line go to a back line of three or a five, which is what I was expecting. Um, and he was playing a little bit more forward. So, I, you know, he he's he's played that position in college. You know, I'm assuming he's, he's still comfortable with it. So maybe it's just Rick and his staff just saying, you know what, let's just give it a go today, see how he performs. And I, I didn't see something, uh, a lot of, I, I guess, for me to say anything about it, a lot of action with him on the ball, at least. So, I, you know, my feelings about it are still a little bit mixed. So if they continue to play him, we'll see how he performs. But I really was expecting kind of like a back line of five, just kind of, you know, park the bus a little bit. But he played, he was playing a little bit more forward. So we'll see. We'll see if it continues mm-hmm. to do that. Indeed. Uh, but, yeah, it was – look, overall, it was just a nice, hard-fought game in that sense. Um both physically and the fact that this was a tight game where Rising didn't look at their best and still get the result. But yeah, no, and I think the you know we haven't even talked about uh, James Musa, but he he did return we to the lineup. About James Musa. <laughs> but yeah, he did return to the lineup. I feel I feel more confident with Musa in the lineup than anybody else. If he's in the lineup, especially in the back line, it's I, to me 
Rising just seem like more cohesive. They they know what the, what to do with the ball defensively. They keep their shape a lot better. So I, I'm really glad that he's back on the lineup. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a reason again that he was the starting centre back going into this year. Uh, you know, he's just that bit more mobile than than some of the other guys like like Manuel and uh, and others. But it's I I I feel like yeah, he's. He's good on the ball. He's got the ball skills of a guy who did play in defensive midfield because he played in defensive midfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, just these, the way we've seen him adjust to that centre-back position since he came back to rising for the second time is, is interesting to watch because, again, you know, last year Rick was claiming at certain points that this is someone who was possibly the best uh, centre-back on his side of, of USL. Um mm-hmm. He's a big presence back there, as Corey's saying. And I, even just some of it is, you know, even a little bit of motivation of seeing some of those starters come back, I feel, um, does help a little bit more. It's Especially when you're struggling, you know. You're struggling and get a big addition back mm-hmm. that you've been missing. It can be a big confidence boost for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, before we wrap up uh, today's post game show, uh, Owen, I do want to tell everybody about DraftKings. If you guys haven't already, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, Golden State Warriors, they uh, they get through the Western Conference. To be honest with y'all, I haven't really watched too much basketball since the Suns were eliminated, but there is a game seven on the Eastern Conference side between Miami Heat and Boston Celtics. So if you guys are wanting to get into the action and you're a new customer, you can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Um, And you can do so by doing uh, the with DraftKings by doing same-game parlays. And so if you guys combine multiple bets, uh, all customers can place the same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit, which is a really great offer. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You do have to be 21 and over to gamble. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Okay. Yeah, on the one hand, on the one hand, I'm happy to see the back of Luka Doncic. On the other hand, it's, uh, <laughs> it kind of makes you look at it and think, what on earth were the Suns doing to lose to these guys? Yeah, it's just... What? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and it's like okay, let's say the Suns would would have been. I know, I know, we're veering off the rising uh, topic, but if the Suns would have beat Dallas, I don't think they would have done any better against the Warriors, just the way that they're playing. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But but yeah, it's very been very hard for me to watch basketball after that debacle. Uh, um, Owen, uh, final thoughts here on, on tonight's victory. Oh, let's see. Get some other things in here. So uh, Greg looks to be all right, by the way. I know there was some concern over some of the challenges. Yeah, he got knocked down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. And some of them were pretty hard challenges. But hey, I mean, it it is what, he, what it is. You know, you get the little laugh and the joke afterwards about, uh, this, guy's a, this guy's a professional. He knows what he's doing. You know, he's going <laughs> to chew a little bit of time by getting up slowly. Um, I, I, I think that beyond that, oh, what else would I take away from today? I mean, we didn't really get onto the Eps and the Moa bit. As to, I know a question we've always asked before, which is, how long do you stick with this mm-hmm. uh, without having to change things a bit? And the answer to that is, I, I just feel like at the end of this 
couple of home games maybe is the point whereby they've had a fair few games together and probably should get something. Yeah, get it um, going. Anything else? Corey Herzog. Oh, do we need to talk about Corey Herzog? I know someone wanted to talk about Corey Herzog earlier. How do we feel about Corey Herzog, Ramon? Uh, if if I'm sticking to what I saw on the field, he was very dangerous in his uh, uh, throw-ins. Oh, so. no, come on, come on, come on. Bring out the other stuff. How do you feel about Corey Herzog? Tell me how you really feel about Corey. Honestly, I don't know a lot about him, so I'm not going to go too much in detail. I know you and some, some people in the chat really do. But, but yeah, maybe I'll agree with what Corey says there. But yeah, as far as what's on yeah, the field, the throw-ins were dangerous. That's what I'm going to stick with. Yeah, Corey C there in the chat saying that he's a clown, which <laughs> I don't necessarily disagree with based on his antics on the field sometimes apparently yeah. a very nice guy off the field funnily a very nice guy off the field apparently but, but yeah. on the field yeah he enjoys to uh stoke things up a little bit but hey what do you know it's another game that he's faced rising and lost so there uh, you go <laughs> Um, looking ahead, Phoenix Rising will host Birmingham Legion uh, next week, June 4th. Um, and then after that, another game at home against El Paso. Uh, then traveling to Loudoun, doing an East Coast again, and then at Las Vegas Light. So, honestly, Owen, I feel like these this four-game stretch are all winnable games. I think Rising should come away with 12 points during these four games. I It's, you know... 12 uh, points out of four games? You, you seriously now? You're going to say that? I mean, based on what I'm seeing on the field with the with the teams and how they've been performing, I feel I feel like they, they can and they have the ability to. I won't say should, but yeah, I think they if they walk away with 12 points, it'd be really nice. <laughs> you actually think they've got any... I, I just see... I just don't... I think that it's hard to walk away with 12 points out of 12 regardless. They can I mean, do I it. Don't, I don't think the Birmingham... Look... Right, you got two I home games. Saw, but I went and saw Birmingham Legion play last night, and yeah, uh, they had a poor first half, but I think second half they stepped it up a bit. I don't think mm-hmm. they're mugs. I don't yeah. think that El Paso mugs. I know they're home games, but twelve points on Ramon OG's episode. Look what you there. We go, Pat. Pat's joining oh in God. the fun. Pat, what are you Ramon doing to me? Come on. <laughs> uh, arguably, I think that Ramon does need to do an OG's episode, but hey, it's. I mean, you get the, to make? I, they get to these 12 points. I might just do it, Pat. We'll see. We'll see. But all I'm saying is, look, they if got they two, get 12 points. There you go. Uh, they got two home games. I definitely feel like they can they can beat someone like El Paso. Birmingham Legion, middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference. You know, you have a little bit more intel on them. But based on what I've seen, definitely a, a win, a, a winnable game, especially at home. Then a visit to Loudoun. I believe they tied today um, against Charleston. And then uh, Las Vegas Lights, which is I'm pretty sure is going to be a, a game that the team has circled. So I definitely feel like they could get 12. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, you think they're going to win up on the park surface that is Cashman Field? I mean, your, your favorite. They field. might bring you in for that, Ramon. They might bring you in for that one. I'm right? ready to go. You Bum me at all? At I can do it. You enjoy playing at Benedict, so I do not. I mean, my it's... knees do not enjoy that. They like Park 96 over there in Scottsdale, so. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, awesome, awesome stuff tonight. Oh, appreciate it. Um, I want to do. I do want to shout out the chat here. Thank you so much for joining us, Corey, Pat. Always making it a fun time here. I think we lost Tyler, uh, Albert. Uh, but yeah, I know. Well, Tyler's been here since the beginning, <laughs> since we made the chat. But Devin, everybody else, thank you. I think I saw Bonnie in here. Thank you so much for joining us. Always appreciate you joining us here on the uh, uh, PHNX Rising shows and the post game show. So always appreciate that. Um, Owen, we will be back on Tuesday. 
And uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about what happened tonight and looking forward uh, to what's happening next week and a little bit around the USL. And I do want to shout out Real Madrid. Madrid, they got the they got the W today, got the championship. So shout out to all the yeah, Real Madrid. The poor old Scousers lost, did they? The Scousers lost. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There we go. We, I mean, I don't think Devin will be saying great show anymore when we, if we keep talking about the Champions <laughs> League final. There we go. He's already started booing I know. in the chat. Sorry, Devin. I know it's late out there where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. All right, y'all. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to the PHNX YouTube channel. It really helps us grow. Uh, and we oh, do – oh, before we wrap it up, yeah, I totally forgot about this. Uh, our king of the game, Kevon Lambert, uh, 73 minutes today, one goal, 32 out of 39 passes, and three interceptions are DraftKings king of the game. Thank you, Shane, for for catching that. Yeah, we uh, yeah we can't forget about that. I mean, we were talking about him earlier. We probably should have put it. I know, out we should then, have put it but, in there. Uh, yeah, he had a good game. You actually, you look at those numbers, and I think I played down a little bit how well he played. You look at those numbers, and you realize that was a very big role. He had that presence in there, but I, I just feel like there's another level he can take it to, and he's he knows he's capable of that, and I think that he yeah. will get there. It's just it's just baby steps. Because baby steps. Yeah. they didn't expect him to go the full length today, because... Even he said, it's like, look, I got 45 even, minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Musa Musa was expected to go 45 minutes as well. Yeah, They just keep pushing him a little bit, pushing him, pushing him, pushing him, and, <laughs> and they get to these points, but I, I, I think that, yeah, give him a couple of weeks, See, see him back to. I mean, you do have the international duty as well, which kind of maybe breaks up the rhythm a little bit. But it, it, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I think he's definitely on the right path. Yeah, no, he definitely had a great game. All right, y'all, we're gonna wrap it up for tonight. If you haven't yet, make sure to follow us on Twitter at phnx underscore underscore rising. Double the underscores, double the fun. That is right. Help us to get to 750. I'll throw in a gift from me to you, so help us to get there as far as followers. And until the next gift time... Is, the gift is an OG's episode. No, it's not. It is not that. That's that's it's not that's definitely not a gift. an OG's episode. <laughs> it's a gift to you, but it's not a gift. No, no. It's a gift um, to everyone in, who's watching this. Jesus, see where you started, Pat. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. Owen, get home safe. Have a safe flight. Uh, we'll see you back here on Tuesday. And thank you, everybody, for joining us in. And we'll see you next time. Take care.